Dan Eubanks, who joins us on the phone lines. Representative, thank you for joining us on The Morning Show. How are you? Absolutely, Ben. Good to be here with you. I was watching a video that you have on your website, and we'll throw that out in one moment. You say you can bank on Eubanks, and I like that. That is catchy. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, it was funny because that moniker was given to me after my first term in the Mississippi House. Uh, somebody came up to me and says, man, you do everything you say you're going to do. And and he said, you can really bank on Eubanks. I was like, hey, I like it. And so <laughs> it, it kind of became a uh, uh, just kind of one of those things, memory tools that I try to tell people, because sometimes when you get to the get to the ballot box, you, you're like, I remember the guy, but I can't remember his name. And and so hopefully uh, when you when you hear you can bank on Eubanks, you know, I do what I say I'm going to do. And, uh, and my word is my bond. And I've always tried to live by that motto. And so uh, that's kind of what it means. You know, and it's true, and we have a lot of listeners that are big fans. You have the highest lifetime conservative ranking of anyone serving in the state legislature in Mississippi. You say and promise that you'll take that same fight and dedication to D.C. as the next senator of Mississippi, which would mean you would be going up against an incumbent, another Republican, Roger Wicker, who a lot of our listeners are no fan of. Um, so how likely do you get to take down a incumbent? Because that is a challenge. Well, it, it certainly is. And, and, and I'm a realist. Um, I, I know that it's a David versus Goliath scenario, but I think that if ever there was a time uh, or a battle that Goliath could fall, it's right now. Uh, people are very aware of how he's been representing us for the last, well, he's been there for 30 years. So, um, and, you know, he sides with the Democrats more than just about any other Republican in the U.S. Senate. He's on the opposite side of all the votes that really seem to count from our other senator, Cindy Hyde-Smith. And people are waking up. And so I'm sure, I know I've talked to a lot of folks. I work at a church there in, in the Memphis area over in Cordova. And all the people I go to church with are like, I'm seeing his commercials everywhere. Oh, my goodness, how much money is he spending? He, he's dropped about $3 million in ad buys trying to convince everybody that he's, you know, the conservative choice, you know, and tough on the wall. And, and most people remember he fought President Trump on the border. He joined the Democrats on that. And so now he's got he's to change the narrative. And so... I'm hoping people are waking up. Uh, everywhere I've been driving all over the state, I am, man, I am crisscrossing the state of Mississippi. And uh, people are like, yeah, he's got to go. And uh, we're not believing it. You know, we're not believing the, the rhetoric and the, and the narrative. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's, it's very true. I mean, I pulled up his voting record prepping for this interview, and I was actually shocked because, you know, we cover national topics all the time. And, you know, there's some questions with his voting record when you look at how he stood against President Trump when it comes to the elections. And he's one of those people that you cannot ever say there's an issue with the elections and the integrity of them in our country. You mentioned the border. You mentioned a globalist platform. Uh, this does not represent the people I talk to in North Mississippi and DeSoto County as you expand your reach throughout the state of Mississippi I can't imagine that's going over well. But again, if you are campaigning now and swip, sw- switch swatching, I butchered that. I apologize. On the airwaves, <laughs> are, are people going to know that record? I guess that's your job. Well, and that's my job. And that's that is the hurdle. That's you know, that's one of the reasons why um, incumbents have such a high success rate. They've got the name ID. Once they become a part of the machine, the money just flows. You know, Mississippi has not organically elected a U.S. Senator in over 40 years. What they do is we keep them there until they get senile or die, and we, we the governor puts who he wants in there. 
And the people never really have a true choice because as soon as they get put into that position, the money flows and, and it, it is the uphill battle. It's part of the problem with, with how, how things work in DC. And, um, and so I'm trying to get that message out to everyone. A lot of folks are, are aware. I mean, I, I'll tell you, the response has been incredible around the state, uh, with folks that I've gone and spoke to and, 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 and Roger, he's not going anywhere. He, he's done one event, um, it was in his own backyard in Tupelo. He paid a bunch of college Republicans to put his T-shirt on <laughs> and uh, show up. And then he walks in, talks, and leaves. And everybody was just up. They were upset because they didn't get to ask any questions. They didn't get to ask anything. He, he's like, well, i got to be somewhere else. Goodbye. Boo. And, and that's kind of been the, the deal. He's been AWOL on the campaign trail. It's been his campaign team. Uh, we had a big event on Tuesday night uh, there in DeSoto County. It was in Hernando had about 140 people show up there at the country club, uh, and it was the, the closest we'll ever get to a debate. I've challenged his team to a debate. They aren't having it, uh, but he sent his wife, um, and, and I felt bad for her uh, to have to get up and try to defend his record. But I, but I, Did I you debate the wife? Design. Well, it, you know, it was, it, was, it was kind of a debate. It, it was, that, you know, you could say what you wanted if you had a rebuttal. If they mentioned you, you could, you could answer that, and there were questions from the audience. But it wasn't a true debate. Um, it wasn't like we all got to necessarily give our opinion on a particular, uh, you know, policy choice or whatever. But it was the closest thing that we'll probably see in this this whole election cycle that even closely resembled a debate. And he was not there. And so um, that's kind of been the story that I'm hearing all over the state is that he's just not there. And 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 folks will call and you can't get them and and. Um, He's too busy doing Mitch's bidding up in uh, up in, in D.C. is all it appears to be. Well, that's fascinating that you bring that up because with the announcement that the leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, is stepping down, this is now a pattern representative where a lot of these what we would call uniparty style politicians, they put America last, they put Ukraine first every single time. Yeah. They are losing right now. I mean, look at the House right now. They're all leaving. Um, and this, again, for a lot of conservatives, people that want America and our borders secured and taxes and inflation and these massive spending packages to be cut out, uh, they are feeling that momentum. The wind is in the sail for a lot of people like yourself. So I've got to ask you, though, because now you're in the state house. You were a minister, correct? You were a minister for years. I still am. I mean, that's what keeps the lights on. You don't you don't make enough in the legislature. I don't think in Tennessee or Mississippi to pay all the bills. So that's that's my that's my other job. Um, I always say if you're getting rich in ministry or politics, you're doing something wrong. And uh, and so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's I'm still working at a church there in Cordova and um, and serving the good people of Mississippi uh, down in Jackson. So the state of the state was just a couple days ago. I'm curious, as you sat there listening to the governor, how is the state of the state, if you could assess it for yourself as a representative there? My honest truth, uh, I think it's a mess. Uh, We've got a Republican supermajority, and yesterday we just voted to expand Medicaid. Um, Stuff like that that just it it boggles my mind. And in the long run, it's going to hurt our state. We worked so hard, uh, for my tenure at least, to, to cut taxes. We've tried to kind of get on par with Tennessee and get rid of the income tax and, 
and uh, we've we've gotten close. We still have it, but but we have done some of the largest tax cuts in our state's history. We we are running a, a surplus. Um, there's there's a lot of good things that's happening in Mississippi, both in education and financially for our state. But it's almost like we've shifted uh, this this cycle, and we've come out of the gate, and 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 it's like we're trying to spend everything we can. And uh, we're going to wind up in a, a Kansas kind of situation where you cut taxes and increase spending, and that is not good. Mm. And so, I honestly, um, I, there's some really good shining moments and stars for Mississippi. Uh, I love my state, but there's also some some danger on the horizon if we if we start acting like um, you know some of these other states have gone before us, and, and they're paying the price now. And it's like the whole socialism mindset. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, it's going to work this time. It's going to work this time." Uh, it's not going to work. <laughs> so, so that's kind of my, my brief, uh, assessment. Of wow. The situation, that's but I'm interesting. Fighting. Good. Keep fighting. You know, that's the one, uh, drawback of having a super majority. We see the same thing in Tennessee because there's not a lot of checks and balances. The echo chamber is filled with people of like mind. Um, when someone comes yeah. forward and says, let's actually check and let's throw some balance in what we're doing. Those people get termed um, radicals. And I I know that's been thrown around in Mississippi politics. And a lot of people are frustrated at that. I'll give you the last word, then we'll throw out your website. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were about to ask me a question. Um, You know, I I really, really believe it is time that we start putting America and Americans first. We have the greatest national security threat going on right now on our southern border. And and you you can tell us day in and day out that it's the Ukraine and we, we're going to be into them a quarter of trillion dollars by the end of next year mm. and leave our southern border wide open. Um, it's, it's time that we wake up and it's time that we send men and women of courage and a good moral compass to represent us in D.C. or it's going to be too late to right this ship. And uh, I, I want to take the same fighting spirit that I've had for the last eight years in the Mississippi legislature and go and represent not just my good Mississippi folks, but every single American uh, in this country that loves our country, that loves the ideals of freedom and liberty, and go and fight and stand. And uh, and I think that's what it's going to take. And and uh, I, I hope hope anybody, all your North Mississippi listeners, I hope that they will jump on the, the Eubanks train. Remember, you can bank on Eubanks. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you can find out about me on the website. Uh, just go to daneubanks.com. That's D-A-N-E-U-B-A-N-K-S.com. You can follow me on my socials. You can donate. That's always a help. Um, but just join with us in this fight. We only got about a week and a half left before Election Day, and uh, we got to get out and we got to send a big message to D.C. All right. We'll be following that race closely. Thank you for dropping by, Representative, and best of luck. All right. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate you.